Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is the Freddie and Harry podcast on ESPN Radio. With Chad Brown here for Harry Douglas. I'm Freddie Coleman. Welcome to the best show on your radio. It is Freddie and Harry. Thank you very much. Presented by Progressive Insurance on the ESPN app. Sirius X and Channel 80. And always, 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 always tell your smart speaker to play ESPN Radio. By the way, ESPN Radio always wants to hear from you in the Dr. Pepper call-in line. If you had an MVP vote right now, who would get it in the NFL and why? Let us know at 888-ESPN-888-729-3776. I'm giving you an MVP vote. Who are you casting it for? Chad and I want to hear from you at 888-729-3776. According to ESPN Bet, right now, Purdy, Brock Purdy, the quarterback of the San Francisco 49ers, he's the leading candidate, minus 215. Lamar Jackson, Baltimore Ravens quarterback, at plus 450. Dak Prescott, Cowboys quarterback, plus 650. Christian McCaffrey, 49ers running back, plus 1,000. Josh Allen, Buffalo Bills quarterback, plus 1,000. Jalen Hurts, Eagles quarterback, plus 2,000. Patrick Mahomes, Chiefs quarterback, plus 2,500. Right now, those are the top seven candidates. There's one guy, Chad, if I had a vote, that he would get it would be Christian McCaffrey. Even if he balls out the last three games, and we'll get a pretty good glimpse of that because that MVP race could be dictated by what happens on Monday night when the Baltimore Ravens take on the San Francisco 49ers, and you got Christian McCaffrey and Brock Purdy on one side for San Francisco, Chad, and Lamar Jackson on the other side for the Baltimore Ravens. But unless Christian McCaffrey scores five touchdowns and is naked and on fire, there's no way he's winning the MVP, no matter what he does in the final three games with the San Francisco 49ers. And that really hurts me in my football heart. It really does. This this MVP award is, you know, definitely it's a quarterback award. We, we always talk about quarterback being the most important position, the most difficult position of football. Mm-hmm. So there's something to be said for this being a quarterback award. But for Christian McCaffrey, since last season, he has been the biggest part of what the San Francisco 49ers have been able to do. Right. Um, and to ignore his contributions is a bit ridiculous. Now, I think in some ways the McCaffrey-Purdy thing may split some of that vote for the 49ers. Um, and so maybe that would allow Lamar Jackson to slide up in there and, and win it, or maybe even a Dak Prescott. Mm-hmm. So that's my concern if I were a 49ers fan is, man, we've got two candidates. If they end up both getting votes, then someone else could possibly win this thing. Um, in my mind, it's Christian McCaffrey all the way as the MVP, but the most okay. likely person to win it, right. uh, I think, is going to be Lamar Jackson. One of the things about the 49ers, and this may hurt both of those guys to your point, when you got all that star power between Brock Purdy, Christian McCaffrey, Debo Samuel, what he's been able to do. Brandon Ayuk has been terrific. You got Nick Bosa and Fred Warner, the other side of the, of the line on the defensive side. You got so much star power that it becomes a collective. It becomes a more of a conglomerate than individual achievement. Even Kyle Juszczyk, when he was an Amber and Ian earlier this week, the fullback for the 49ers, he says, yeah, we know guys going to get more love than the others. But the team is all that matters. It really starts with our defense. Um, we've, we've instilled such a physical culture in our locker room, and um, it is a standard. That is what we expect. Um, when we turn on the tape and we watch uh, 49ers football, if you're not physical, you stand out like a sore thumb. Uh, and so 
every Saturday or, or the night before the games um, and Kyle's team meeting before we go to bed, we always watch defensive clips, and it's always basically highlights of them being very physical, them swarming to the ball. And as an offensive player, like, you take that as motivation, and you want to do the same thing. We always say, like, we want that to be contagious. We want it to be infectious. In other words, George Pickens saying, I'm not blocking anybody not getting injured. There's Steelers wide receiver would never fly in that locker room when it comes to the San Francisco 49ers. No. The, the cultures are in very, very different places. Uh, clearly, I'm a former Steeler, but also did an internship out there in San Francisco mm-hmm. with Kyle Shanahan. And the physical nature with that defense is coached, whether it was Robert Sala's coordinator, whether it, it was D'Amico Ryan's, uh, whether Steve uh, Weiss right now, it doesn't matter who, who, who the coordinator is. That culture is built right. by the – physical expectations and demands mm-hmm. with which they play football offensively and defensively. And those wide receivers out there, they will get after you. They will get nasty. They will deliver some some body blows in the <laughs> run game because that's the expectation. You don't get a chance to get on the field yeah. in San Francisco as a wide receiver unless you show you are willing to get dirty. So if I give you an MVP vote, I say, Chad Brown, here's your MVP vote. Enjoy the donuts. Enjoy the coffee. Enjoy the hot chocolate before you make a decision. As of right now, who gets your MVP vote? It's Richard, it's Christian McCaffrey all the way. It is all the way. There's no doubt what he has meant to the 49ers, not last season and this season. Uh, his production, both in the run game and in the receiving game, is, is off the charts. Uh, maybe one of the smartest non-quarterbacks in the NFL as far as understanding defenses, mm-hmm. his knowledge of his offense. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, he is absolutely off the charts from a preparation, both physically and mental standpoint, what he brings to each and every game for Kyle Shanahan to use as a Swiss Army knife is off the charts. But mm-hmm. I think, again, I'll go to most likely, yeah. in my mind, it's going to yeah. be Lamar Jackson. Okay. Sounds good. By the way, like I mentioned, Christian McCaffrey, as great as he's been, leading the NFL in rushing, what he does in the passing game. He would literally have to score five touchdowns per game the rest of the season, be naked and on fire for that guy to get the MVP, especially from the running back position in the NFL. Mike in Tennessee, thanks for calling Freddie Coleman and Chad Brown on Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio and the Dr. Pepper call-in line at 888-729-3776. Mike, we're giving you an MVP vote. Who, who would be your MVP right now and why in the NFL? Well, let me tell you. I called in a couple weeks ago with my poem All right. for Tyreek Hill. Okay. But I really think right now it's Christian McCaffrey. But I haven't got to him yet, so I'm going to share one for Brock Purdy. You ready? I'm ready. We're ready. Let me tell you a story about a man named Purdy. Arm like a rocket and he moves like a birdie. <laughs> going to lead the Niners to the promised land. Going to have a trophy in his hand. MVP is what it's going to say. Mr. Irrelevance here to stay. <laughs> From the very last pick to the Super Bowl, he can tell all the doubters where to go. So put it on ESPN TV. <laughs> Mr. Brock Purdy is the MVP. <laughs> That's even better than the one he had a couple weeks ago. As good as that one was, this one's even better for Mike in Tennessee. That was really good, Mike. I, I'm quite impressed. I was wondering, uh huh, was was that Maya Angelou just putting on a country voice for us? Because that was some <laughs> some poetic skill set there. Well, we know Nikki why the Giovanni. Cage, yeah, exactly. Who was that? Well, we know why the Cage Michael sings in Tennessee when it comes to that <laughs> being the poem. Look up Maya Angelou in case you don't know what that reference is. Bailey in Delaware, we're giving you an MVP vote right now. Who's the MVP in the NFL and why? What you got? Um, so if I had a vote, I would give it to Dak, even though I know he's probably not going to win it. But if you look at all of these starters out right now, 
Dak has the highest passer rating. I think it's yeah, it's like passer rating, touch touchdowns, all on third and like fourth down. So I don't think that there's a guy that's asked to do more than Dak, but you know the game last week kind of doesn't help. Mm-hmm. But I mean, Dallas had only had the ball one time, and the score was all like ready fourteen nothing. So that kind of scrapped the entire game plan out. One thing I will say about Dak Prescott, and you're right in terms of what he's been able to from a production standpoint, no matter who he's doing it against. I warned people he was not going to throw as many touchdowns, many interceptions as he did last year, and he's proven me correct. 3,639 yards, 29 touchdowns, only seven interceptions. Oh, Fred, how can you he's going to throw as many touchdowns? The press is going to get to him. Last year was an anomaly when he threw 15 interceptions. I said there's no way in hell he's going to throw 10 interceptions this year, and he's trending that way right now with only seven interceptions, Chad, so far thrown in the first 14 games of the season. I think there's a lot to be said for Dak's candidacy, um, but also there's been some Cowboy primetime games where they didn't show up. That's uh, fair. So it, within that, this these these awards also have a bit of a team component to them. Mm-hmm. They also have a bit of a what-have-you-done-for-me-lately component. If you stumble early and play great late, right. that gives you a much better chance in your candidacy than the opposite. So uh, the, the ability for the public to have a short-term memory uh, and, and only look at the last couple of weeks and kind of you know, look past any early stumbles. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's the thing. And considering that Dak and the Cowboys got beat in a prime time opportunity right. last week by another guy who's also an MVP candidate, I think that harms Dak's possibilities. Chad Brown and for Harry Douglas joining me, Freddie Coleman on Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio. Your MVP vote. If we give you an MVP vote right now for the NFL, who would that be and why? Let us know. You have to say it. Triple H, say ESPN, 888 We're both in agreement. That Chad Brown and Freddie Coleman had a vote. Christian McCaffrey, the running back of the San Francisco 49ers, that's the guy who would get our vote. One more from Jason in Orlando. Jason, who would be your MVP right now in the National Football League? Um, I was Again, I was just curious about the, the Dak Prescott talk mm-hmm. because just a week ago we were blowing Dak up as he was the all-out MVP of the league. He has a bad game in Buffalo, but let's say he blows it out these last three weeks. Is he back in the talks as MVP? Because his stats prove him to be the MVP. Well, no, he just won't. want to get y'all's take on it. No, he won't be back in the MVP conversation, Jason, because he should never be out of the MVP conversation. <laughs> That's where I'm going with that. I do not allow one game, one way or the other, to dictate exactly if a person should be in or a person should be out. Dak would have literally had to go one for 30 last week and six interceptions against Buffalo for me to take my MVP conversation because what happens? Let's say he goes out there and he destroys Miami. He destroys Detroit. He destroys Washington and Dallas wins all three of those games. That's why he should not be out of an MVP conversation chat just because things did not break right. Everybody was awful for the Dallas Cowboys on Sunday because the Buffalo Bills had a lot to do with that. So Jason, that would be my answer. He is not going to be out of the MVP conversation or back in it. He should not be out of it to begin with no matter what happened against Buffalo on Sunday. Yeah, I've got to. I've got to agree with that. He's still going to be. He's a Dallas Cowboys quarterback. I think if you play well as a Dallas Cowboys quarterback, you're always going to be included in that conversation. But then, the things I just said uh, with my previous answer about some of these uh, major losses to teams that also have MVP candidates, 49ers and Buffalo last week, and those both those quarterbacks managed to outplay Dak in those situations. 
again, I think that harms Dak in this possible candidacy here. If you did not get through on the phone to Dr. Pepper call online, you can hit us up anytime you want on Twitter at Coleman ESPN and at Chad Brown 94. We give you an MVP vote in the NFL as of right now. Who would be your MVP? Let us know at Chad Brown 94 and at Coleman ESPN. Freddie Coleman and Chad Brown together on Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. They have insurance for motorcycles, boats, and RVs. So if you want and need protection on the road and on the water, see how much you can save at 1-800-PROGRESSIVE and Progressive.com. We did a little spin the wheel yesterday involving playoff contenders slash playoff teams in the AFC and NFC when it came to the weaknesses, the Achilles heels that could keep them out of the playoffs or maybe shorten their run in the playoffs. Well, we did the negative yesterday. Let's accentuate the positive on this Wednesday and this Groove on Wednesday on ESPN Radio. We're going to spin that wheel. We don't know where Devin Kane, our producer, is going to have that wheel land. But wherever it is, we're going to tell you the biggest strength this team has to be that kind of playoff team that maybe they should be in 2023. So, Devin, the wheel is yours. The Miami Dolphins. Their biggest strength, in my opinion, is their speed. Even the Tyreek Hill may not play this week against the Dallas Cowboys. I'm kind of hoping he does because I love watching that guy play. Even if he torches my Cowboys team, I'm good with it. Greatness is just greatness, and that's where he is. But that speed can be very hard to level off, especially if the running game is going to be complementing that speed. They have speed in the running game. They got speed in the passing game. To me, Chad, that's their biggest strength. Their ability to outrun any defensive coverages or defensive teams, what they're able to do strength-wise, if they can harness that and make that work, they could be very difficult to handle in the playoffs. I feel bad here on my, the, the very first answer to piggyback on what you're saying, but I've got to. It is the team speed, and it's more than just, okay, it's going to be difficult to deal with on, on Sunday. Yeah. It's because as an opposing team, you don't have enough fast guys on your team to give your defense a look to how to handle that. Now, I've been on teams in, in New England where we're going to play a fast receiver, so Bill Belichick would have the scout team receiver line up five yards past the line of scrimmage okay. just to replicate to the safeties how quickly Randy Moss is going to get on top of you, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. But you can't do that in the run game. You can't have the running back line up five yards past the line of scrimmage. He's got to get the <laughs> ball in exchange in the backfield. So it's almost impossible to replicate that from a practice perspective, and I I think that's what's one of the more difficult things when you are preparing to play the Miami Dolphins. Yeah, we can have somebody kind of give us a, a, an inkling of what it's going to be like to play against Tyreek Hill. But with the speed the Dolphins possess in the backfield, there's no way to give your defense a look on how to stop that. The Jacksonville Jaguars. I don't know if they have a strength right now at eight and six. I mean, I used to think it was the, the triplets that they had. Calvin Ridley, Travis Etienne Jr., and their quarterback, Trevor Lawrence, Etienne Jr., running back, and Ridley, the wide receiver. But to be honest with you, Chad Brown, this team that should be running away with this division, I don't know if there is a strength for the Jacksonville Jaguars to do anything in the playoffs. I think their only strength is the fact that they have the easiest remaining schedule uh, of any team left. Uh, So that's probably the one thing that gives them an opportunity to get in there despite Mm -hmm. those guys you just mentioned not playing their best football at this time of the year. They do have a chance to get things right here against the Buccaneers, the Panthers, and the Texans to finish this season out. The Buffalo Bills. Oh, their strength is their quarterback. 
period. He, he is a superpower when it comes to Josh Allen. And whatever he may not do, his strength is enough to overcome that because the Buffalo Bills will let it be known. Josh, do not bottle yourself. Do not throttle down. Whatever mistakes that you might make, we got you. We got your six because you bailed us out more than we've had to bail you out. To me, that's the strength of the Buffalo Bills. Josh Allen and those playmakers with him playing off of his great ability and his great superpower as an elite quarterback. I think it's a double-edged sword with the Buffalo Bills. It, it is Josh Allen. That is their greatest strength, but he also can be their greatest weakness as evidenced by the turnover numbers. When mm-hmm. they ask Josh Allen to do too much and they don't include James Cook and, and run the ball and give James Cook 20-plus carries, then Josh Allen goes out there and tries to be Superman. Right. And there are enough good teams, particularly in the playoffs, that the Buffalo Bills will face that will find ways to have these turnover ways that Josh Allen has struggled with all season continue into the playoffs. So they've got to be very careful with the game plan. They've got to be very careful with the run-pass ratio if you're a coach for the Buffalo Bills, particularly on the offensive side of the ball. Yes, we need Josh Allen to be Superman, but we can't ask him to be the only guy out there making plays for us. We've got to get other guys involved to take the pressure off of Josh. Great stuff by Chad Brown and for Harry Douglas. Joining me, Freddie Coleman and Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio. We're spinning that wheel when it comes to AFC playoff teams and the strengths that can make them a playoff team or have them have a deep run into the playoffs. Who's next? The Cleveland Browns. Their strength is their coach. Kevin Stefanski is really, really good. And people wondered, okay, Deshaun Watson, and then he was out. He's been able to have this team as a 9-5 and team, and he's gone through four quarterbacks. The reclamation project that has been Joe Flacco has been a tremendous find by the Cleveland Browns, and boy, he coached them up even better than anybody could have anticipated. They get after you on defense, even with the offensive line struggles and injuries on that offensive line. They still can run the football and protect their quarterback. To me, the biggest strength of the Cleveland Browns is a guy that right now would be second in my voting for coach of the year behind D'Amico Ryan to the Houston Texans. That guy's Kevin Stefanski, the head coach. I think it is their culture and collective belief that no one, no matter who's stepping in to play that quarterback position, the rest of the team is going to rally around that guy. A deep-seated sense of belief that is putting place by the, the head coach for sure, but it's also a culture within the building and in that locker room. So, yeah, Joe Flacco's coming in. We rally around him. Are they going to be like the Ohio State Buckeyes that won a national championship with their third-string quarterback? Can Cleveland do it with their fourth-string quarterback? I don't think they're going to make a deep playoff run. But right now, the best part of this team is that deep-seated sense of belief. And let's face facts. This defense, while it hasn't put up eye-popping numbers the last four or five weeks, Mm -hmm. they were the best defense in the NFL for the first nine, ten games of the season. I think they can get back to that. And defense definitely travels in the playoffs. The Houston Texans. Their strength is their youth. They weren't supposed to be here. They don't know what they don't know. (laughs) That's what that comes down to. All of a sudden you look up and you got a Houston Texans team, eight and six. They didn't have their quarterback last week versus C.J. Stroud. They were down to the Tennessee Titans that had all the makings of them not winning that game. And this youthful football team found a way to push that game to overtime and win that game in overtime. Sometimes it's best that even if you don't have the experience, you gain experience by winning games and learning from your mistakes. For me right now, Chad, that's the biggest thing for the Houston Texans. They don't know what they don't know, but they're figuring it out as they go along. 
they're in a three-way tie uh, atop of the AFC South. And they're there right now, and they don't have C.J. Stroud. They don't have Will Anderson Jr. They don't have Nico Collins. So when they get all those guys back, yeah, no one no one sent a, a memo out to the locker room and said, hey, you're missing some of your best playmakers. Mm-hmm. You're not good enough to get this done. Again, uh, the sense of belief in a locker room is tremendous. And so for D'Amico Ryans in his first year to be able to establish that deep-seated sense of belief in that locker room, yes, even if we're missing our quote-unquote best players, we'll find ways to go out and win a ball game. Uh, that's that's a, a superpower mm-hmm. in the NFL. Now you transfer that a couple years down the road. That the, down the road, that sense of belief plus some experience right. for this Houston Texans team. Watch out! The sky is the limit for them. I think they're limited this year because of that lack of experience. But that sense of belief, when the experience comes, is going to make them very dangerous in the coming years. I didn't think this team would win eight games in 2023 and 2024 combined. They're already eight and six in 2023, and maybe just maybe they could be a playoff team and a division winner when it's all said and done. Chad Brown in for Harry Douglas. Joining me, Freddie Coleman on Freddie and Harry. Appreciate you joining us each and every day here on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, SiriusXM Channel 80, and always through your smart speaker to play ESPN Radio. A basketball Hall of Famer said, we should have that conversation about Steph Curry, not being the greatest shooter of all time, but the greatest player of all time. You'll hear what Hall of Famer said that next. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C., Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. The Freddie and Harry Podcast. It is the Wednesday Gruathon known as Freddie and Harry. You got my man Chad Brown in for Harry Douglas. I'm Freddie Coleman. Thanks for joining us on the ESPN app. Sirius XM Channel 80 and always, always, always tell your smart speaker to play ESPN radio. So Steph Curry being magic Steph Curry last night. 
only 13 points through the first three quarters. After that, he went completely nuts in the fourth quarter in overtime. They were down by 17 to Boston. The Golden State Warriors win it by a count of 132 to 126. After that was all said and done, Shaquille O'Neal, Basketball Hall of Famer on Inside the NBA and TNT, he put it out about Stephanie's greatness, and boy, did Kenny Smith react to that. I'm wondering. Not saying, I'm just wondering because he's been consistently the best shooter his whole career. I'm wondering is it time to start putting him as the best player of all time? Best player? Over you put him over you. In, in, in the conversation. I'm asking you. Yes. You put him over you. Okay. You yourself way put better. Steph Curry yes, over you. Yeah, that, this way he's my favorite player. Cause I'm not saying favorite. Played, he might be my favorite too, but I'm just asking you I think played, he's better than you. I played 20 years, watched 20 years before that. I've never seen a guy like him, and he's doing it consistently, and he has championships. You're Put him Maybe over Michael. No, I'm, no, I'm not putting him anywhere. I'm saying, okay, you know, for all the children, Chad, is it time to just put him in the conversation? I think, I think, I think he's a. Uh, I'm asking the fans: Is it time to you know start putting him in the conversation as well, I'm one of the best players ever? All right, Chad Brown. When you heard that, what did you think? I think it's a fair question by, by Shaq. I think it's a completely fair question when you consider the team success when you consider the individual prowess the record-setting prowess with the fact the nba has never seen a player that skilled at one of the most elemental parts of the game mm-hmm. in its in, you know illustrious history of the nba yeah i think that's a, a fair question now once you start diving deep into that question right. that's where the difficulty comes uh, to, for shaq to ask the question for shaq to put Steph above himself, I think that's very noble uh, of mm-hmm. Shaq. But once you start coming up with an all-time list, yeah. and just to get through your first five fingers, it's hard to put Steph in that category. So right. then you're not, now you're looking at the next five, and then that's where it, you know that's where the difficulty lies. Is okay, yeah, sure. We're moving from the best shooter ever to an all-time great player, but where mm-hmm. is he? Top five? Is he top ten? Is he top fifteen? Uh-huh. That's where I start to stumble. One of the things about these lists anytime you put a person on a list or you create a list invariably you know that people are going to attack your list especially if there are players on it that they believe or you believe don't belong there or players that you think why are you leaving that person out as far as that goes and believe me Shaquille O'Neal there are a lot of things that Shaq is dumb is not one of them he knew the minute that he put it out there and had that immediate response from Kenny Smith that that was going to trend because people pay attention to that show. They pay attention to Shaq. They pay attention to Kenny Smith. They pay attention to Charles Barkley. They pay attention to Ernie Johns, who does a great job being the ringmaster of that whole circus. Shaq's explanation was, don't just look at him just being a shooter. You got to look at other things that make him a great player. Just because he is unbelievable at doing something that has never been done to this level or to the effect that he's done it before doesn't mean you just a great shooter and then that's it. Even Reggie Miller said, I was a great shooter. I was nowhere near the player that Steph Curry was. And many people acknowledge that maybe he was the best shooter in the history of the NBA before Steph Curry came along, Clay Thompson. So Shaq knew exactly, Chad Brown, what he was doing. Because now he's making people think about, okay, where would I put him? How do I put him? Where's that level? Where's that tier? But to say that you can't have that conversation about Steph, he's going to decide to say, I'm going to start that conversation because that guy deserves to be worthy in that conversation. Absolutely. I think when we branded Steph as just the best shooter of all time, we were disrespecting other parts of of his game Mm -hmm. and and the overall greatness to him. So, yeah, uh, I I tip of the cap to Shaq, um, whether it was 
just something to go viral or this is his true honest thoughts in either case mm-hmm. it just warrants a, a much deeper conversation and maybe forces us to shift our perspective on right. Steph a bit instead of an all-time in just one category just being an all-timer overall one of the things about Chef, by the way Chad Brown in for Harry Douglas joining me Freddie Coleman on Freddie and Harry on ESPN radio and you can get into like well does Steph believe that it doesn't matter what Steph believes because Steph is worried about doing his thing doesn't matter what LeBron believes or Michael Jordan sitting out there or the Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's of the world. There are always going to be people left off a list that somebody's going to have a problem with. But we never seem to do this in football, and here's why. Because if you're gifted at doing one thing, you don't have to worry about just only being that and not in the greatest player conversation. No one can look at Jim Brown and say, all he did was run the football. They automatically put him in that top ten list of all time. Lawrence Taylor, all he did was knock down quarterbacks. But yet they regard him as one of the greatest defensive players, if not one of the greatest players ever. Quarterbacks, all they just throw the football. But yet how many times we heard that Tom Brady is the greatest of all time just by doing one thing? We never seem to do that in other sports, especially football. But in basketball, you can be great at one thing, and people say, that's the only thing you're great at. How, what is your greatness compared to other people who were able to be a Swiss Army knife when it comes to LeBron, Kobe, Michael Jordan? Kobe's known for scoring. He really is. Great defender. Guy made all defensive team a lot of times. Underrated as a passer, but he knew his goal to put the ball in the basket. But yet, attaching that to him doesn't seem to be as sexy as trying to attach that to a Steph Curry. Yeah, again, I think we're, we're, we, put, we put Steph Curry in a box that is completely unfair with the – again, it's a compliment, but it's mm-hmm. a backhanded compliment in that, yes, you're a great shooter, but mm-hmm. these other parts of your game are, are to be dismissed. Yeah. Um, you know, you don't win those championships out in Golden State without Steph Curry, and not just from a shooting perspective, from mm-hmm. all his overall game okay. perspective. And I think your point about the NFL is a, is a completely fair one. We, we look at that with a certain lens, and suddenly in basketball the lens has changed when we have this discussion about all-time greats. Um, now, it is interesting, I think, mm-hmm. in my all-time great list that I'm running through in my head right now, right. is Steph the shortest player on that list? And is there a bit of a – I know there used to be a much bigger big man bias right. in the NBA, yeah. but do we still operate with maybe some vestiges of that big man bias, and therefore we can't put Steph in the category? We mm. don't feel comfortable sure. putting him in this category because he's a smaller player. Well, if you don't put him in the little man category, then it's him. And it's just my opinion. Him. Isaiah Thomas, what he did to the Detroit Pistons. Mm-hmm. Definitely got to put a guy in along the lines of Bob Cousy way back in the past from the yep. Boston Celtics mm-hmm. as a little guy that was able to do that. Can't forget about I know someone off the top of my head. I can't remember right now. I mentioned Isaiah Thomas. I mentioned John Stockton. John Stockton is another yep. one from the Utah Jazz. Shannon Penn, our producer, Nate Archibald. So if we're going to have like a little man category, that means that diminishes what those guys were able to do in yep. a big man's game. Whether Steve Nash could be in that category. What he do with the Phoenix Suns. I don't diminish people because of how big they are or how little they, they were. I just don't do that. Greatness is greatness. I don't care what kind of box it comes in, whether it's a big box or a small box. Jason in the great city of Las Vegas, he wants to weigh in on this quote-unquote GOAT conversation at 888-729-3776. Jumpin' Jay, what you got, my man? First of all, I think Shaq is uh, kind of crazy for that old-time retirement got to his head. Stop that. Because if you think about an all-around <laughs> player in basketball, okay. Sha- I mean, uh, Steph doesn't rebound. Steph doesn't even set picks. Okay. Steph doesn't dive on the ball and go crazy. Dra- I'm sorry, Draymond should retire because he lost his mind, but Draymond <laughs> was the clue to that. And if you remember, if without uh, Clay, 
Okay. Steph doesn't even get off. All right, well, because J- then J- they triple and double team yeah. him. Jason, hold on. So I'll let you finish. But how many times when people regard greatest players of all time, they mention setting picks and diving on the floor? Nobody ever mentions that in the history of great players in the NBA. Okay. And when you think of Michael Jordan, hold on, when you think of Michael Jordan, you say, "Hey, when he dove on the floor in Game Six Eastern Conference Finals, nobody says that." So I hear what you're saying, but nobody uses that as parameters for greatest players of all time. Okay. Continue. Well, then, then all I say is this then. Never led in assists. Never led. Uh, uh, never led in point scoring. Never was the defensive player. And yes, championship. But he only won one MVP. Okay. So when you want to talk, I, I'm talking about top 25, and right. we could go down the list. I, I'm, I'm I'm saying Steve Nash was in that category of if you want to say greatest players. But when we go greatest players, Oscar Robinson. Come on, come on, Shaq. Come on, I could go down the list of real basketball players. Wait. And I don't see Steph Curry in any of it. Wait, wait, because wait, if I go top whoa. 25, Jason, he's wait, not in Kobe's, Jason, he's not in Kobe's uh, wait, category. He's not in Jordan's, LeBron's. Jason, Come on, man. I, Jason, on. I get the Hold on. Jason, I get that. But what, what, why is Steph not a real basketball player? Just because he can shoot the basketball and does it better in his no, the NBA? I didn't say he wasn't a real basketball no, no, player. No, hold on. I, I got witnesses. Did. You kind of did, Jason. That's like kind of being pregnant. You said that just now. Like, I don't consider him a real basketball player. We heard you. Oh, that's that's see, that's in your mind. Oh no, that's in your mind. You no, that out. hold on, Jason. That came out of your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. I got four people that'll back me up on this. That said, Steph's not a real basketball player. Wait a minute now. If you want to say he, you can't, I don't compare. That's why when these lists come out, I know what they are, Chad Brown. Mm-hmm. That's why I never have lists because mm-hmm. errors matter, context matters. For example. And Isaiah Thomas surviving with the, the bad boy Pistons. What kind of point guard would have been in the NBA today without the clutching and grabbing that he was a part of with the Detroit Pistons? Will LeBron be the same in the air with Will Chamberlain, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar? I never deal with unknowns. I fear the known. I leave the unknown alone. But I'm not going to have people saying, like, not a real basketball player. When it comes, by the way, we got Devin Kane. What did he say? Jason in Vegas. A real basketball player. Real basketball players. He said that Steph's not a real basketball player. Okay, now Steph's averaging about five rebounds per game. I I know that's not Dennis Rodman or or Wilt Chamberlain territory, Mm -hmm. but for a guy who makes a living outside the arc, that ain't very that ain't bad. Mm -hmm. He was all he also led the league in in steals one season. He's been nine times. All NBA. The caller also said he was never a scoring champion. He's a two-time scoring champion. Mm-hmm. So even in his rants, yes. the bias against Steph was pretty clear. Not yeah. just by the real basketball comment, right. but also ignoring yeah. the clear factual accomplishments right. of Steph Curry. Jason, Las Vegas. We love you. Thank you for the call. But just say you think. Just say that you don't like the girl. Don't don't make excuses why you don't want to date her. Just so you don't like her, as far as that goes, because that's what that is here with Steph Curry. Wayne in this conversation, Shaquille O'Neal on the NBA and TNT, Basketball Hall of Famer said, we can start having that conversation about Steph Curry, not just being the greatest shooter of all time, but being one of the top players in the history of the NBA. What about you? Can't wait to hear what you have to say about that at Triple H, say ESPN, 888-729-3776. Real talk for real basketball players. Next on Freddie Harry with Chad Brown and Freddie Coleman on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. The Freddie and Harry Podcast. This is Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio. Michael in Houston. Y'all have allowed me to call a talk show again for the first time in 20 years, and I'm going to give you three reasons why. Number one, y'all have no gimmick. 
Y'all not yelling at people. The other thing is, you two together is really great. The third thing and the most important, y'all know we fans, but y'all never disrespect not one caller. That is a commendable, fellas. It is the Wednesday Groovathon, known as Freddie and Harry. Got my man Chad Brown in for Harry Douglas. I'm Freddie Coleman. Thanks for joining us on Sirius X and Channel 80. Also, the ESPN app and tell your smart speaker to play ESPN Radio. Oh, that rascal Shaquille O'Neal on the NBA and TNT last night. He says, not, let's not just have the conversation about Steph Curry being the greatest shooter ever. He says, we know that. But you got to start having a conversation about Steph Curry being involved in one of the greatest players ever. And that has got you fired up at 888-729-3776 about that list and Steph Curry, where he belongs. We'll hear from you after you hear from Steve Kerr about Steph Curry and the magic that he brings to the table that just not only helps out him, but everybody else. Nothing shocks me with Steph. I mean, that shot was insane. The catch and shoot, the arc, but I fully expected it to go in. And I think all of our fans did too. The guy's magical. He just... You can't explain it. That's just the kind of stuff he does. George in Arkansas and the Dr. Pepper call in line at 888-729-3776. Big George, what you got, my friend? Hey, man, thanks for taking my call. I got sure. a question Okay. Uh, about, the, about Seth and the, and the GOAT conversation and all this. Mm-hmm. Uh, during his prime, mm-hmm. actually during LeBron James, Michael Jordan's prime, when they were at their top of their game, was there ever a day that they were not the top guy on their own team? Because well, no, yeah, no. I seen I kind of remember when they got KD on the on the Warriors. Okay. You know, right. so and I, I'm, that's not Steph hate. That's just like, you know, to me that that it's like uh with Jeter they got a uh, they got a Rod on the Yankees. They say he's the best shortstop in the league. They say he's not the best shortstop on his team. <laughs> remember, kind of one of those things. George, here's how I'll counter that. Steph has won two championships without Kevin Durant being the best player in his team. And I, my, my counter will be Jerry Rice didn't take away from Joe Montana's shine, and Joe Thank Montana you. didn't take away from Jerry Rice's that, shine. That is completely They worked true. together to make magic together. Mm-hmm. So you could argue who was the best one on the team, but both of those guys' individual greatness was not diminished by the other guy being on their team. And by the way, look at the, the time that Kevin Durant won the MVP of the NBA Finals when I think it was a sweep of the, of the Cleveland Cavaliers. And you match up his numbers, Steph's numbers. Steph's numbers were better. But Kevin Durant got the MVP of that series. Also, he's he's comparing it with a guy like Kevin, Kevin Durant, who mm-hmm. by by the end of his career he might be top ten. So again, sure. it's like yeah, yeah he yeah. he might not have been the best player when Kevin Durant was on the team, right? But this is this is a top five, top ten caliber player too. There's no doubt about that. But also, Kevin Durant, how many championships did he have without Steph Curry? Discuss amongst yourselves. I'll wait while you do that. Chris in California's got something to say about this. Chris, what you got, my friend? Go ahead, Chris. Hello. Yeah, Chris, we got you. What you got, brother? Hey, brother. Good. I'm going to ask you an honest question. I want an honest answer. Okay. If you weren't allowed to put your hands on Pete Maravich <laughs> or George Gerben, okay. how many points would they average? Well, you know, I, I can't answer that question. You know why? Because I don't deal in the unknown. But I hear what you're trying to say, though, in terms of the new NBA, how they're playing this era. But they don't play, they're not playing in this era. So that's my answer, Chris. I'll answer it. I'll answer it for you. Okay. You're, you're selling yourself on the basketball knowledge that you don't have. They would average 75 points a game. Okay, Chris, how do, how do you know that? Not be touched. No, Chris, how listen would you? To me. No, 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 hold on, Chris. Before I listen to you, there's only one player in the history of the NBA that's averaged over 50 points a game with Will Chamberlain, and he was barely touched. So how can you say that they would average 75 not being touched? You don't know that. So that makes absolutely no sense to me. I'm going to answer your question. 
Can I answer? Go ahead. I said you can answer. Knowledge when you let me finish. The ability to predict. I have more knowledge of the NBA than you do. I doubt that very seriously, Chris. I'm 58 years of age. Do you want to go back in the history of George Mikan and Bob Cousy and Bill Sharman and Jerry West and Nate Thurman and all the great teams in the 60s or the first dynasty in the NBA, the Minneapolis Lakers? If you want to play that battle, Chris, I can guarantee you I can school you. I can guarantee that. You want to go to history, the ABA, the 10 years that they had in that league with Dr. J and Larry Keenan and the late George McGinnis, who just passed away, and also teams that played in that time like Dan Issel and David Thompson. If we want to have this conversation, Chris, I will embarrass your behind on national radio. And Rick Barry, I'm going to embarrass your behind. You're not going to embarrass me. Do you know what Rick Barry scored? I can do tell. You know Bert I, 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 do you know? Do you know Fat Lever, who played for the Denver Nuggets, or Alex English? Do you know those guys? You are not answering my question. You, no, you know why I'm not answering your question because you're not asking a question. You're answering. You're asking something based on the unknown when you don't even know what they would do in this day and age in the NBA. That would be like me going in a time machine and saying who's going to be president in the future when I don't have that knowledge. That makes absolutely no sense, Chris. If you want to compare knowledge, we can have this off conversation, and I guarantee I'll have you weeping in your boots when it comes to NBA and basketball knowledge if you want to do this. I will embarrass you. Do you know Bert Everett? I know who Bert Everett is. He played in the ABA. What? <laughs> oh, wait a minute. Oh, I, I, no, no, don't, no, don't want to say anything. I think Chris's mouth just hit the floor. <laughs> I think Chris's brain just oozed out of his head. God Get him, Freddie. Get him. Let them know. Just say you don't like Steph. Oh, he's not a top 25 player. I'm good with it. Why, you try, why insult your knowledge, Fred? What's up with that? Oh, believe me. You can insult it, but when I throw stuff back at you and I get an answer and then I'll get a question again, then I'm not trying to win battles here, but I'm not going to stand for that. I'm just not going to stand. I don't insult people's knowledge, but you're not going to come on here with me and Chad Brown and say, you know more about basketball than I do. And then I throw name after name after name. And then you try to throw a name I didn't know. And I gave you the answer. We're not doing that. Boom. It's radio, so we can't do a mic drop. But mic drop. Oh, no. I mic dropped his behind at least eight times. <laughs> at least eight times. Chad Brown here for Harry Dogs. I'm Freddie Coleman. Thanks for joining us on Freddie and Harry. We'll stay in the NBA when it comes to perspective. We're going John Morant's return and Steph Curry's greatness. Keep it here on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Thanks for listening to the Freddie and Harry podcast on ESPN Radio. You can also listen to Freddie and Harry live weekdays from 3 to 7 Eastern on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. You can also watch and listen on the ESPN app, the Freddie and Harry podcast. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.